Good day, LA, and welcome to those of you watching from all around the world. Bro, you're screaming. I turn the mic down. Uh, no, no, I mean for the recording. All right, all right, all Three, right. Look, two. No, no, that's good. What do you mean? That didn't work? <laughs> it's too you think loud. It didn't work? Um, <laughs> I'm not re-recording it. <laughs> I think it works. You have to. Oh, bloody fuck off, mate. All right. right. I, was so I sorry. am Zach Goldsmith alongside my best mate at this table, Ben Bacal. <laughs> and then to my left is a la izquierda, no, a la derecha is Ben Belak. Mm -hmm. uh, or Tom Belak. Anyway, guys. Hello. Um, Thank you for having me. Don't First of all, no intro. one talks during Don't the talk intro. Don't talk during the cool. intro. You ever seen this before? I can, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very L.A. Wouldn't have expected it from Bacal. All right, bring us in. Ben Bacal. Not to be confused with my co-host, Benjamin Ira. I'm sure that happens to you guys all the time. One likes it more than the other. I love it. He has always positioned himself on the cutting edge of real estate. Mm-hmm. Since 2005, he's made a name for himself as one of the top real estate agents in all of the land, <laughs> selling over $4 billion in sales, according to his website. I, I wouldn't mind seeing receipts. <laughs> Not he's, now. He's Don't got rush. The receipts. In 2009, Ben catapulted the median home sales price in two different neighborhoods, the Bird Streets and Truesdale, setting record prices and changing the landscape of this game. He continues to drive prices citywide through record-breaking sales, such as Marcus Persons' house. We won't say where it is. He's not even here focusing uh, to this Unbelievable. Intro. We're introducing you know what we're saying. Me, This jackass we're, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I didn't hear you. Thank you for the intro. He's got, this is great. I was going over your record-breaking sales. Like the Marcus I'm trying to get a text, so he's got a listing appointment. He's trying to do another one. Again, don't talk during the intro. Thank you so much. Uh, and don't be I'm on your phone do during the interview. We haven't had to say that yet either. <laughs> don't be on your phone during the intro. <laughs> we did. To during Locks. your own intro. Uh, he's humble, guys. Um, a couple of the record-breaking sales we'll get into, the $70 million Marcus Person house in mm -hmm. Truesdale and the $94 million Bel Air sale. Those are just two of many under $100 million you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ben's distinct honor and pleasure to welcome his doppelganger, <laughs> Ben Bacal. Dude, you're on one today. <laughs> you it's can the matcha. Now. You wow. can matcha. Wow. It's the matcha tea from Joe and the Jews. Joe like and the I, Jews I creating like grape juice and coffee you wound since up 2012. Is, you finally let me talk with he, a button on. Sorry, something. Ben. It's okay. He's on Adderall today. Ooh. Ben also is a founder of several apps, including his latest, Rila, which Forbes called the Instagram of real estate. And now with his newly formed company, Revel Real Estate, whose goal it is to transform the lives of luxury agents by offering an alternative to the traditional model. Um... You, you really gave a commercial just there. I like, did. I did. One. Wait, Ben, I heard that back in the day, in your Keller Williams days, yeah. that you really built your business and got momentum by door knocking in the Bird Streets. Um, is that true? No. It was started in uh, Venice Beach. <laughs> Who's your producer who feeds Actually. you this information? 
<laughs> but you didn't. Okay, as I a, reviewed show on, notes. But that's where you just moved out of frames, Hal. Really, oh, sorry. That's the, uh, yes. I thought you just came from a podcast, Mister Mister Podcaster over here. <laughs> but okay, while I'm excited to hear that you were knocking in Venice, mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit easier. First of all, it's flat. Uh, it's not the steep terrain of the Bird Streets, um, and. Uh, also, it's probably as a newer agent, presuming you were newer at that time, uh, door knocking and prospecting, um, it's, it could be a little intimidating. Do, were you a door knocker on the birds? I was. You were? Yeah. And um, I was actually a drive knocker. Where, what is that? Tell us about that. So it eliminates that, the hill walk that you're yeah. so concerned with. Yeah, I, I, I pulled all my leftover scratch together, rented myself a nice beamer. Mm-hmm. And a couple suits, and I uh, hit the pavement and knocked on as many doors as I could until somebody said, "Yeah, you look nice. Come on, on come on in." Did that and got my first listing in, in on Blue Jay Way. And uh, what happened? I did an open house. Open houses are great for business, right, guys? Because yeah, we meet some uh, potential clients. Yeah, one of which was a noted celebrity. Not going to name the celebrity, but. He was impressed that I said, oh, not only do I have these three pocket listings because I've been hunting your neighborhood for the last, uh, you know, three, th- last, last two months, but I have this one, this one, this one. And the next day I got a phone call and he's like, I would like you to show me. I'd like you to show Mr. X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. these homes. And then I did that. And um, then he introduced me to uh, a billionaire who mm. then bought a the a big house for me in Truesdale for twenty million dollars. At that time, there was no comps in Truesdale to support a twenty million dollar sale. So I had to use the great the Greystone Mansion as a comp. <laughs> oh my god! From nineteen oh four, yeah, it was the only one, right? God, I'm really dating myself here, aren't I, guys? The land was purchased for seventy five dollars. Yeah. popcorn was a nickel. <laughs> Paul Truesdale, right? Yeah. So, no, no. Okay, yeah. so so that's how it all began. <laughs> well, so you said you said that you said really escalated quickly. Yeah, but I didn't have that. That actually, I didn't get into the high end, and it took me five years to get there. And I think a lot of uh, agents today, you'll you'll agree in this office, they just want they see our business and they think I want to do this now, right? Mm-hmm. And, they, and they don't want to they want to run before they walk, right? Oh, it's God. like my thing about social media. It's like it's your highlight reel, right? So yeah. it's like oh, I mean, it's the, like they they look at you and say like oh, I want that, and once they have to go out and grind, they're like, holy shit, I didn't see that along the way. Mm-hmm. That wasn't taught, you know. So they fail, they pull back, they don't follow through. All right, guys, you're starting to sound gotta, old like kids today. Kids, I think we when gotta just s- start <laughs> posting more of the heartbreaking failures along the way, so they know that. We all understand that failure is part of that success. Wait, our show changes from having people like you on to like a bunch of young kids just complaining. I don't know what to do. <laughs> a bunch um, of old people. Wait, hold on. Let's stay focused here. So you said that you are drive knockers, and it's funny because you said Blue Jay, which is what I thought of. So like you drive up into the birds, you park at Blue Jay and Thrasher and just walk all the way up and down. Is that what you mean? No, he drives house to house, puts it in park. Let him out, answer. Leaves the car running house to house. Sorry, dude. I, he's fired up. I don't know why he's so fired <laughs> I think, up. Well, you got to let the guest Maybe answer. he did a half block. Would you park at the bottom, do a half block, come back down, then drive up? I'm interested to know that. I think what people are interested to know about today is probably like um, the survival, right? Survive, everyone in our business is like, how am I going to survive mm-hmm. in, in today's world? And um, I think as leaders, yeah. us three, we should be helping our 
you know, colleagues out. So it's beneficial to us all to um, show them the way, right? Yeah. And in today's market, it's tough. People are uh, down on themselves because things are not churning like they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, right? All of our businesses have gone down a little bit. Oh, I mean, we were like uh, cashiers for a while. Yeah, right? exactly. We had to like substitute. Ring them up. We're, we're like going back to our old hosting jobs and stuff like that. No, oh, well, okay. You got to break out the peyote yeah, you, you, here you could, in a second. Peyote. Uh, Speaking of helping our colleagues out, um, you know, there was a time where I felt like you. I, I couldn't hide from you if I wanted to. And what I mean by that is you were everywhere on social. You you mastered Snapchat. Um, when agents were, forget about dipping their toes in the water of video, they were judging it, had no idea. And you were making these big budget films. Oh, I love that you remember for that, properties. You like, that, you, that. You remember that. As of a, course, a, a man. Thing. I've yeah, been watching you. it all. and um, He uses that kind of stuff. And then what happened was... Um, you know, I'd say you hit a point where you you did like the sword fighting, the the lightsaber video with yeah. Frederick, and <laughs> that then went too far for you. No, no, no. <laughs> and then you had this awesome, super thoughtful video with the kids on Stradella, where they're like jumping in the pool and shooting gun and all that. That was. Good. Um, do you feel like being that those videos, let's say, are like three, four minutes or more now? Do you think there's a space for that in in the world that we're in now with the kind of popularity of short form content? I think it's about short form content these days. Mm-hmm. I think the long form, like Ennis, he's doing those long thirty minute drawn out videos. Yes, I don't like really. He wants to watch all of that. I think he built the channel for himself. But do you know how much Ennis is making these days? Do you guys? Have yeah, I know. I'm sure he makes a ton. Like he's making more than all of than us. All of us. How combined. does it? What's it's his biggest stream? Ri- ri- ridiculous. What's the source of his? He's, biggest He's a YouTuber. Stream? He's a YouTuber. So he's, yeah. make, he's making like four hundred thousand dollars a month shooting all this content. How is it? How is that's he, why who, today I'm being inundated by like you know how many emails do you get from like people videographers saying I want to shoot your listing. Yeah. I want to yeah. shoot your listing. How is he getting paid? How is who is paying? YouTube. YouTube. Monetizing YouTube, bruh. YouTube. He's a tour channel, and YouTube gives him sixty percent of the ad revenue. So he's a tour channel. Wow. Um, but yeah, so. So you think it's all about short form content? Is that why you decided to create Rela? Am yeah. I saying that right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, is that why? You, so tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, Rela is really to give back to the agent community because I do see a disruptive force coming into play that the MLS is in, in the future maybe won't be the uh, like power, the go to source. The go to source. So I just wanted to be in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I created a, a tech platform where you could produce short form content and. Videos you could you could broadcast listings even if they weren't your own to give a perspective that you're not going to see anywhere else on the web because you're you're providing UGC content and then you become the contact person if you if you shoot that video or content and um, we're using AI to essentially match buyers with those properties. So the more content you shoot and post on the app, it'll actually automatically match you with a buyer that's looking for that property. Do you have a background in technology before real estate? Were you in technology? I was tinkering around. I started Pocket Lister. Uh-huh. That was my first venture. Oh uh, yes, that was like we in, talked about this. That 15 was in like, years ago, maybe even like longer. Maybe it was like longer. my third year into real estate, and then actually, and then I did Roof Shoot, yeah, uh, which was video content. Remember? Uh, and then I went and I went mobile. I took all of what I learned and pivoted into creating Rilla. So, so. do you still want to be a real estate agent, or do you want to sell like oh, a he, unicorn he never, app? He's, he's never wanted to. So this I is hi- just a way to fund his so startups. It, so it's interesting. No, um, the truth is, is if you're not in real estate 100, percent you're gonna your business is gonna start 
Decline, yeah, decline, sure. Declining pretty hard. I hired a CEO for for Rilla, so I can be 100 on selling real estate. Sure. That's my core competency is 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 inspiring agents and in, in selling property. And I built the platform out, so it's uh, we're we're almost break even. So that's terrific. And yeah. I'm focused 100 on on selling real estate. Why do you think you stopped making those incredibly thoughtful and well directed videos? Is it because you thought people wouldn't watch anymore? No, um, I just started doing different videos. Okay, um, I think. Uh, good question. Um, I just started doing different kind of content, different different content. I've been hiring like directors that I that I'm meeting out there, being like, just to hire them. Like, this is a cool director. Let me just do your thing. So, like, that's what I'm doing. So we're talking about digital media, right? Yeah, and long form versus short form content, and what you have to do. I think everyone's really confused these days because they're like. Fuck! What do I do? I gotta do Snapchat. I gotta do Instagram. I gotta do YouTube's. I gotta shoot content. I gotta go do. In, I gotta do stories. I gotta yeah. do reels. Like, oh my god, that's so much stuff. And on top of that, I need to like market myself and brand myself. Doing all of that, I need to prospect. I need to cold call. I need a door knock. I'm like, where do I start? Right? It's very confusing. What I tell people to do: find agents. I say find the core competency, one thing that you're really good at and you enjoy doing it, and just focus on that one thing. Just do that. If it's door knocking, do a door knock. If it's cold calling, do do cold calling. When you're ready to brand yourself, then then pick a channel that you want to do and focus and focus mm-hmm. on it. Because then you're just you're just you're scattered and you're you're not gonna it can be you're not gonna get the results. Because then the day we're here to make money, right? So and do it for a while and see if it sticks. Actually, it was kind of a little embarrassing, but one of my agents. Uh, she's shooting long form content. She's doing like the Ennis, but for a, a lady, right? And she's been shooting it for a year. And she turned to me and she's like, you know, I'm I'm in a place where I need money. Will you fund my my? Do you need the tax write off? And I'm like, do I need another tax write off? I could tell you that, right? Like a hole in the wall. So um, the day where I'm like, look, I think you need to like pivot and just go prospecting and cold calling. If you make two thousand phone calls a week, you're going to be successful, right? End of the day, if you tore door knock and you hit a hundred door, hit fifty doors, one person's going to say yes. A week later, I get a call from someone in the West Side. We have seven homes that are under fifty million dollars. We love, we love her. Can you can you come this week because we love her videos and we like her to like you guys to potentially like want her to list my homes for me. So I'm 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 eating my words to her because look she put in the work being you know, known. She put in the work. She did the she, she's getting views on YouTube and after a year of work she got a phone call. The guy called me and I was like, yeah, and they met, they met with her and I, I helped her because she hasn't sold 30, 40 million dollar homes before. But tomorrow we have ostensibly a listing appointment for a home that's being built and she's never sold a home for 20 million. So what does that go tell you? It says, you know, being known is be, very, very important or sticking with one channel for a little while yeah, and, consistency. And, keep, and keep going. It would be cool if she could also, you know, she was like editing at the same time and 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 shooting these things. It takes a, it's a lot of time and energy to to execute on that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, she was consistent, and then it finally it, it it did pay off, right? But at the end of it, at that end of like a year and a half, I was like, listen, you probably should do something else, get prospecting, get out there. But she was consistent, and it and it, and it worked for her. So yeah, I mean, YouTube. That's important. So I was doing that for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. YouTube, as you it's just described good. it, is a, is a top of funnel lead for or top of funnel um, pipeline. You've got one pipeline that's top of funnel, and it's not totally working. You have to diversify and have some bottom of funnel, like you saying, like maybe go cold call or maybe go door knock or whatever it I, is to try to find people that are at different potential stages instead of just kind of deploying hope as a strategy. It can I think, be dangerous. Yeah, you guys are a great example of this, but our business is all about 
personal relationships and they like you guys. That's why, you, you know, I'm always against, you know, you two and the top 20, 20 guy, people because we're built a brand for ourselves, but they're also very likable. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a people, it's a, it's a relationship business. So how can you be a relationship when you're shooting content, right? They get to know you, they see you, then they mm-hmm. invite you into their world. And then you get, you build that relationship and you have enough signs out, out in, in, in LA or in, 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 in the city that you're, you're, you're doing business in and you, you get called, right? Because you you look like the expert, but, uh, um, well, there's a great tip in there. Create content that, that, that kind of like puts your Genu- personality on a platform. 100%. Yeah. So and it, people so, feel like they get to know you. They watch the videos. They feel like they know you. They like seems, you. It, then seems, they pull you it in. seems genuine. That's good. Right? Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's, that's what it goes back that to, that goes back to the selfie thing. Yeah. So you're looking in, in the camera and you're like, look, you're staring at another person in the eyes, so to speak. Right? Yeah. And then that draws them in and then boom, you know, you either being, that or it's selling sunset with a bunch of, Beautiful Easy. women, careful beautiful, here. beautiful, careful. careful lady. Beautiful, friend of the show. Oh, talking shit about Netflix over here. <laughs> so backing up a bit here, you sold what we call the Minecraft house, of course. And um, I was like three years in the business. You guys had a billboard, and I had never even seen or heard of a house selling for $70 million before, even in L.A. And I felt like, at least for me, I was like, whoa, we're at a new level now. What do you think it was about that time or that house? He came up with the model. He offered the full package to the new. They were asking eighty five, and we got seventy. So that was like what 10 percent from asking price. But, right, but, but you're getting Does a lot. You're a getting lot? a lot included from that because you're not just getting the property that is stunning. You're getting maybe the cars and the art and the artifacts and the candy and the candy room. Yeah, but they didn't get any. They got the candy. <laughs> they took the, uh, the classic were, roles. The, car, the, the cars were gone. But Bruce Mikowski, he's uh, he, he's a there. genius at at creating those illusions of it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, he created like experiences and art pieces everywhere. Um, do you what was remember? The do, you, do you remember <laughs> your highest sale before that around? Uh, I think it was like forty million. Before, okay. It was 40 million in the bird streets. And then it was also 40, 30 million in the no, bird streets. It too, couldn't have been 40 million in the birds because that only recently did the Tom Bilyeu house go into the like 35. And no, then the house it was the whale's house. No, it yeah. set the trend. It was the old Ricardo Montalban Correct. house. Yeah, I sold that one for 39 million. Bought okay. at the time. That the was record a record cool price. Story, right? I, it, that changed the landscape of high end. You know who bought that house? Of course. Jolo. Yeah, yeah. The million dollar, oh, yeah. Billion dollar whale. What, what do you yeah. think it was that? What, I, that, what was the be... moment or or the thing that happened for you in your business where you were like, okay, like um, selling these like the big houses like north of twenty? Was there a break? Was there a meeting? Was there an introduction? Was there a door knock? What was that moment? You know, I think it's interesting. You know, came back full. You know, it was Zach who just sold the house for two? Zach Mustami, right? Yeah, right. He he's he's a, a good salesman. He's likable, and he's he knocked. Guest he on knocked on a he knocked on a door, and an opportunity opened itself because he he pushed himself. He made himself feel vulnerable, and mm-hmm. and it was scary. And he fucking pushed himself to do it, and it happened. So I would do this. I did the same thing, and I did it years ago. And now it's coming back full circle. I did that maybe tw- I mean I did that maybe eighteen years ago. I knocked on a door, and I maintained that relationship. And I'm about to sell a home, you know, for under a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. this year because of someone who I picked up the did did just that. Mm-hmm. So I did that like early in the days. I just I knocked on all the 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 cool the coolest doors in town, and I have that in my Rolodex. Now, what I didn't do, unfortunately, I didn't um, 
I didn't have a CRM back then. So I had my, had my phone, I just put in cell 1120 Chantilly, cell 855 Stradella. And, it, it, and only until recently, and I think we all need to do this, is our database is a wealth of, it's a gold mine. It's a fucking gold mine. We don't even realize it, how good it is, but, well, but we just forget to do our touch points. And we're like feverishly running around trying to prospect and get new leads all the time. But uh, tons of our uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of commissions is, is left in my phone. We don't even realize it. What made you say like, hey, I'm going to open a brokerage knowing how hard it is? Simply put, agents bring leads. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, the way I started my business um, the way I started my business, I did the prospecting and then I brought in top producers to help me close the deal. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. So if I can bring in you know, a couple hundred agents and 20% of them are feeding me great deals, I'll take 50% of those opportunities and help them close the deal. What are your thoughts on um, what's going on here with the uh, buyer agents commissions? Well, you, yeah. think they're gonna, you think they're going to stay or are they, they going to get, it's going to be a battle to the bottom? Um. A veteran broker, and I agree with him. He said that the real that the uh, reality shows destroyed this business in a way because it looks like they do no work and they make a ton of money. Um, so I think what happened is that all these plaintiffs they got together and they said, "Look at these guys; they're making too much money," and they uh, and and because of that, they all gained, they they got together and they and they and they won. And they're going to continue winning because of, because of that. And so it's unfortunate that, you know, uh, that those shows have really destroyed our, our business. They all think this is so easy, and it's not. I mean, I just came, I'm sorry, I was 10 minutes late for this, but I was just at a meeting with a lady who put herself into escrow for $25 million by herself. And she's like, Ben, oh, my God, he hasn't put his deposit in for a month. Can you give me a notice to perform? And I need a, and my, and my contractor just screwed me over for X, Y, and Z. I need, I need a great lawyer. So I gave her that lawyer. And, uh, and then she wanted, you know, this contractor for something else. And she wanted, um, a videographer. And I gave her all these things for, for just, and I don't have the listing, right? So we do a lot. I think, I mean, come on. The things we do to, to make, to make a deal stick is, is, it's unfathomable, right? So, so unfortunately, in these TV shows, and you he, think Jason's things, different. Jason f- crushing it, but like here's all the, the people thing, underneath him, they look like doesn't well, make our. Oh, you're also talking about shows, sorry that that like no, have okay. been on before that show the commission earned or the potential exactly. commission earned. Yes, and that is kind of that to me was a game changer in this industry of that that being exposed. I think social media now is so exposed of everything that I think people see the insights anyway. No, you but really those shows really. They, but those, yeah, I do. Though yeah. they highlighted, they glamorized. That were over that were overpaid. Do they do they say like a doctor who just does a heart transplant is making X amount of money? Do they show these like you know? Do doctors and lawyers get like like glass like trophies for selling the best the uh, most homes in a certain year? This isn't brain surgery. I mean, it's very hard, but we don't, we they, the brain surgeons don't get get don't get like awards and they don't get glamorized. I think because right? the brain surgeon. You don't see the plastic I think, surgery shows. No, no. I think because I was just gonna, I was just thinking backtracking in my head. I do, but like they're yeah. the, they're like the botched ones and stuff like well, that. Well, the barrier of entry to our business is so much lower. Yeah. So there's so much more excitement from people who don't make five dollars a year to see the people who do work super hard and are yeah, very exactly. good at what they do. I know, but I want to say <laughs> I want to say something about the shows for a second. Is that the difference is is that the brain surgery is definitely going to happen no matter what, whereas on our shows in our world 
we um, could do a job for nine, ten months, work with a client for three years. They show the commission on the screen, and then we may not actually get it in the real world. I think the the challenge with the shows is is that they're uh, and on Jason's show too is that they're always winning. Where the truth is is like we. We exactly. take big losses, and that's the problem. And I, what Jason Oppenheim spoke about on the show is the celebritization of the yeah. agents with Million Dollar Listing with Josh and Josh and Frederick and all these guys. That that definitely um, created an issue for us. I think that for me, what, I, what I'm hopeful for in the appeals of these buyer agent cases is that at least on the California Residential Listing Agreement, on the first page, it does say the gross brokerage compensation. But like two paragraphs down on the bottom right, it says – what we are going to share with the cooperating broker, the buyer's agent. If the seller's not okay with that and their case is that this is a conspiracy between MLSs and brokerages, we are colluding to um, push prices up, they can just say, I'm not going to sign a document that says I'm going to pay 5% where you give 2.5% to the other side. This conspiracy argument, I think... um, it's just not going to hold up. I, I actually don't think they're going to keep winning. It's going to be interesting to see to see how it goes. Uh, so that, Bellick does not think it'll hold up, but Call thinks it will hold up and only get worse. Well, what I, the 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 last thing I was going to say about it is our listing agreement and our purchase agreement is not it's not the same across the country, and I think there are there are contracts that actually don't show what they're going to share, and I think those states are going to have a lot of trouble. If you're giving a list of listings that are at 1% or, 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 or a list that's at 3% or 2.5%, which ones are you, are you apt to show to your client? What do you mean? Yeah, his point is if you see five properties you're seeing yeah. this weekend yeah. and three of them are at a 3% commission and two of them are at a 1% commission, uh-huh. which ones are you going to push forward? You guys are acting like they're not finding the listings on Zillow and sending them to me first. Which we both leads? know they're doing a lot. No, I'm just saying that the consumers see everything. They see Well, they'll every... see the commission on Zillow, right? They do. It is on there. Commissions on now Zillow, it's on, too. Now it's on it's there. On, Commissions it, are on Zillow? They are. They're Zillow. there. But 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 I think the point is, is that I don't get to decide what listings we're going to see if I'm employed to show them and advise them. It doesn't stop at home search, and they are showing they're, – they're seeing all the listings. Let's say – Let's say in your guys' example, I just sent. Well, them that's once. where the whole business got messed up at the begin with, right? When Realtor.com sold to uh, sold to Murdoch, I think that's when it all got screwed up because because they, we gave away our data. When I started the business, we had the MLS. That was like that was the holy grail. Yeah. Like no one could get access to properties, and yep. then and then once Realtor.com yep. sold. All of a sudden, we 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 lost our power, and that they and, and they weren't the supposed to they weren't supposed we to do. do that. And then Zillow and Redfin picked it up, and now yeah, buyers can find find their own uh, they can find their own prop- properties, right? So I think we have to now show our value in a different way. The the, sh- the shows that are portraying agents as just like flamboyantly walking in, driving their Ferraris, and wearing crazy outfits, and like having arguments and making a million dollars is not the fucking business. And we have to show our value of what we do every day, all the pain and heartache that we do all day long. The mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, we're entrepreneurs just to stay alive. The things that we have to do to, you know, keep a deal together, to get into escrow and to find everything that's involved. Like it, the magnitude of, of things we have to do is excruciating, is painful. It, you know, it I, it's amazing that you, you, you have two kids and you, this, how successful you are. It's incredible. 
You know, all the things you're doing in life. It's just, a, it's a, it's a hard, bu- it's a hard business. <laughs> so what I'm saying. Rebooted? Yeah. So he, well, his, his love language is words of affirmation. <laughs> and once you gave him a, started a compliment, I turned to him and it's, a, it's wild how he changes. It's wild. I was lost in his eyes. <laughs> so, Where do you yeah. think the market's going to go in 2024 as we wrap up here? Where do you think the market's well, going? You know, None I, of us can I, see I guess it. if the interest rates go down, we're going to see an uptake, but like there's going to be no inventory. Um, I don't know. I think I, I'm a I'm like a conspiracy theorist. I think there's gonna be some like black swan equities crash, and you know the dollar's gonna hit an ultimate low. And oh, you think we're gonna, gonna see be, an actual big adjustment? I think we're gonna see a, a big adjustment at some point. Maybe before the uh, elections, they're gonna bring the interest interest rates down, and then it's gonna create hyperinflation, and we're all gonna be fucked. I don't know. So you don't Gold's think we've seen go the, the worst roof. of it? I don't think we've seen the worst of it. No, I think know? these interest rates. This is like the norm. Like three percent was like an anomaly, but five, six. This is here to stay for 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 quite a while. And if it comes down to five, I think it's just going to be. I don't know. I mean, it'll 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 be there'll be an uptick for a while, and then it's just going to. There's a reason why all these big CEOs have sold tons of their stock in mm-hmm. the last in the last year, right? Yeah. Five's palatable, I think, and that still would be at historic lows. Yeah, that's when I bought my first property. I, I I feel like we there's a chance LA becomes a town of renters because like if you look at it right now yeah Blackstone's buying all the all the single family homes. I mean not, listen they account for like what not a uh, chance that's like, gonna happen like, I just mean like I'll, like about twenty percent I think of like all the single family homes in America all the the Blackstones the invitation homes so if far. you own a piece of real estate in one of the greatest cities in the world you're doing well. No, no, really well. That that was my point. I think that so the the gap between affordability and pricing is at its widest in four decades. And I think like if you want to buy a house on this side of the hill that doesn't need a lot or doesn't have some wild, crazy vertical floor plan, uh, and you know in Coanga Pass, Whoa. it's four million bucks. It's four million dollars, well, uh, and in the valley. It's three, four, three, five. Average median household income in LA County. Can't get those. There's some decent deals out there. I'm selling something on Hollywood, uh, like Holly Boulevard, like it, like near Queens. Yeah. I think it's like 4,500 square feet. The third level is not permitted, but you can permit it. And it's three. It's the ra- third level? The fourth level. The fourth level. The fourth level. The fourth level. Like I said, a vertical name. Yeah. So, but they're all vertical up there. But what were you going to say? That it was a. I mean, that's like 3.3 million. But like finally, we have a bunch of offers after like being in the market for like three months. Don't you guys notice that the, the the homes are actually starting to sell once they like hit the sweet spot? Once they ferment, it's like it's like they need to like <laughs> stay time, on the market. Yeah. It's like they need to like it's almost like they need, they need to come like, down they need to like, reality. Like, they that's need another to be like attainable. yeah, like a seller just called me like that the house I just listed for fifty million dollars. He's like Ben, why haven't you sold the house already? What's going on? I'm like, look, the longer your home stays in the market, the better. <laughs> He's a snake yeah. charmer. Sold it for $22 Which is true, mil. though, because that's what's happening. Guy All these homes, they're, they're sitting on the market. They finally go to sell. So if you if you list you list it at somewhat the right price, All right, then well, eventually they're going to trade, right? Like David and James' property, that, that one finally, on Tanner's, that one finally yeah, is an 1432. escrow. For what, 20, it has a two in it, right? But yeah. that started at what, $32 million? Michelle Schwartz, she's selling it. Oh, that's killer. Is it really? Yep. Well, that shows the the adjustment made from you know the interest rate hikes to prices not lowering. Well, there's your there's your difference maker right there. That's why I don't think it's going to crash. I think we're already seeing the adjustments being made. Ben Bacall, uh, probably the most entrepreneurially creative and 
Thank One you. of the most tech-savvy agents, certainly, in our market. Thank you for taking the time from your Thanks, busy guys. schedule to come here on To Live and Buy in Los Angeles. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I guess benbacall.com. That works. And your Insta, at benbacall? No, it's just Ben Bacall Estates. Ben Bacall Estates. I'm at Ben Bellack, seated next to you at Zach Goldsmith24. Thank you for tuning in to another episode, our 49th episode wow. of To Live and Buy in Los Angeles. Zach? Super bien. Y muchas gracias. <laughs>